Hey, I'm your host, Crystal McGrath, and you're listening to the Artist Behind the Music podcast, where I chat with artists from around the world about their personal and professional stories. There's a lot more that goes on behind the songs we love, and this is a space where we get to share stories and tools on overcoming struggles, celebrating achievements, and of course, the meanings behind the songs. Get ready to be inspired through stories and live music. This episode is sponsored by Simply Socials Management. Simply Socials Management is a boutique digital marketing agency serving the music industry, small businesses, and film and TV. Their mission is to help you make your mark online through custom digital marketing, PR, and graphic design services. Visit www.simplysocialsmanagement.com for more information on how they can help you elevate your online presence. Mention you heard about them through the Artist Behind the Music for a 10% discount on your first service. Hello and welcome to the Artist Behind the Music Nashville series. Today we have Lissa Coulter with us from Nashville. Welcome to the show, girl. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, how are things down in Nashville? They're good. They're um, a little slow with everything going on, but you know, you got to find a way to keep pushing and moving forward. That's right. That's really the whole theme of this whole year is persistence and you know, just being patient and allowing whatever is to be, to be. (laughs) How have you found 2020 for you? What kind of stuff did you go through and process, move through? What was it? What was your experience? Yeah. So um, at the beginning of the year, we actually, I had um, 22 dates set up with another artist, Chelsea Sulky. Um, We had this tour that was ready to go called the Every Brunette Needs a Blonde Tour. Um, And she was the blonde and I was a brunette. And it was it like kind of just like, worked out like really, really perfectly. Like it just, the theme of it all, we had 22 days, we were ready to go. Um, It was like gonna be like a month and a half. Um, And then COVID hit on our, like going into our fifth show. Um, Mm -hmm. We were back in Boston, which is where I'm originally from. And um, we had our first Boston show canceled. And I was like, okay, like, it's fine. Like, it's just like, you know, it'll go away in a week. Like everyone will like realize this is like silly, whatever. Like, I really thought that I was like, this is like, it's fine. And then like the numbers started like rising and like things started getting more serious. Um, and then like the rest of the, the tour was actually canceled. Um, so within that, I kind of, you know, sat there for like a week and I was like, okay, like, what do I do with this? Like, and I like, it just got brainstorming for a whole week. I was like, what can we do? And I was like, okay, well, you know, um, number one, I was going to do a tour with a friend. So maybe there's like a way that I can incorporate my friends into something online. So I ended up doing like an Instagram live, like Lissa and friends tour. And it was like friends, the TV show themed because I love friends. Oh, I love um, friends too. <laughs> so I thought it was like the perfect opportunity. And once a week I brought like a new, um, like a new artist on hanging out. We played music, went back and forth, talked, um, stuff like that. And it's just been like trying to keep, um, you know, like Instagram lives and the music live right now, people are really like in that time where they kind of like really need hope. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like keep that hope alive. Like, and that's what music does for people. You know, it allows people to like, step out of their everyday lives and like go into, you know, like what, you know, their own different worlds or a world that they just kind of want to be, you know, not stressed in. Um, so there was that. And then, um, we, I also took it as a year to kind of discover myself, not just like as a person, but also, um, within the music that I'm putting out, I wanted to kind of, um, focus on what I wanted to put out in the future, because for me, I want my songs to really touch people. I love the music that I have out now. Um, but I want, I want my music to tell more of a story and, and, you know, kind of get deep and vulnerable into who I am as a human and hoping that relates to others. Yeah, that's great. I think this year has been just a very interesting year for everybody on a different level. How did you kind of process that feeling of being on this high from out on tour to 
oh, I have to stay home. <laughs> what were some kind of tools you used to, to move through that shift and that transition? Yeah, I think the crazy thing is, is it didn't actually hit me until like last month. Mm. So like, I kind of was like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then I did six dates in September, October. And then like end of October, um, we were super fortunate. We were super, like, we took all precautions we needed to. But at the end of October, um, for me is actually when it hit. And it was like, I only did six dates. Like, what the heck is that about? And like, it started sinking in, like, end of the year kind of slowly coming up on us, right? So like, it's like, wait, we didn't do anything this year. And I have to like, kind of go back and say, no, like you actually did, like you were on, you know, these festivals, like for, you know, online stuff, you were doing these, like, and it's a lot, it was like, definitely a lot of reflecting on like what I have done this year and like saying like you made the most of it and like remembering to encourage myself through that I think at the beginning it was more of just I was so focused on like how do we adjust how do we adjust how do we adjust how do we adjust where when I'm down in Nashville my mindset kind of changes and goes into like a different gear than when I'm back home um and I like it kind of all sunk in um in October I stayed home until end of August and then I came back here did the six dates and then it started actually sinking in, which is kind of crazy. No, I get that. It was kind of like that for me too. Um, it wasn't until recently that it really hit what is going on in the world. Like what have, what have we transitioned to? I think I'm very similar. It's just go, go, go. How do we pivot? How do we move forward? How do we shift, change, go coming up with all these different ideas. And it's kind of almost like a distraction from, even though it's great things and I love doing all these things, sounds like you as well. It's just keeping yourself busy sometimes can be a distraction to, I guess, the reality of how things have shifted so drastically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like a reality and like the emotions that like you're going through, like, you know, it's kind of like when we are so busy and I'm sure you can relate to this when we are so busy, we just tend to like shove the emotions that we're feeling like kind of back because it's like my goal, like in life here is like to make this and to do this. And like, I don't want anything, you know, getting in that. And I don't want anything getting in the way of that. But like, then again, you have to kind of like look back at you and say, okay, like you're not taking care of you though. We need to find a balance. Yeah. Taking care of yourself is so important. And it's very easy to get caught in like just taking care of everything around you that you forget to take care of you. Yeah. And that's something, you know, as a creature of self-care and self-love, I often will forget to do that for myself as well. Yeah, <laughs> so my new morning ritual is meditating, a little bit of yoga, some tea instead of coffee, yeah. slow down thing. Yeah. I, I recently just started like working out. Like I'll get up at like, I started getting up two hours earlier. So like, instead of like like nine o'clock we'll get up at like seven o'clock and like hitting the gym but like not because like I'm like oh I need to lose weight but because it like I realize like how good it makes me feel I'm like oh I feel great after this workout like let's go let's get our day started and like just going literally for like a 40 minute like brisk walk like on the treadmill like holy crap I was like this is a whole new level of like self-care it is taking care of yourself in various forms whether it's you know go 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 like fitness stuff or is slowing down the meditation stuff, um, whatever your body and your mind need, I think pay attention to that. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. That's something I've kind of shifted to. I'm like, I would love to be in the 5am club. Like would love to be able to do that. I just, right. I just can't. 
<laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Like during tour season, like there's no way I'm in the 5 a.m. club unless I have to like get up and like start traveling that, that <laughs> early. But like other than that, like when shows end at like 1 a.m. and you're not home until 2, you ain't getting up until 10 a.m. No the next way. No but, way. But like now that all that's over, I'm like, okay. But like Liz, you're like a really productive person. So like you need to get up at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock is a good number. I'm in the 7 a.m. I like that one. Yes, I like that one too. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You know, they say 5 a.m. are the most successful people, but I think 7 a.m.s can be just as equally successful. <laughs> I agree. Like that gives you more than 12 hours. Yeah. I'm about like, it. You're good. Like you've gotten to like, you know, I'm someone who like I wake up at seven and I go to bed at 10, like, and you still got plenty of time to sleep at that point. Exactly. Sleep is important. So let's talk about your um, company, Cloud9. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that and how you founded that and what kind of got you into that line of work. Yeah. So Cloud9 is my artist development company that I started. Um, I think it's almost been two years, which is like, what? I don't understand. Um, so actually the kind of like the little story behind, behind Cloud9 is that I, I have want, I wanted to start an artist development company when I was a little more developed as an artist. But living back in Boston, I had someone who um, came to me and was like, hey, like, I really love what you're doing on social media. I love what you're doing as an artist. Like you've only been doing this for like a year and a half. Like I would love to have you like help me start up this company. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, like I kind of in my head, I was like, uh, I don't know, but I still was like, yes, like, let's give it a shot. And so yeah. I did like a few meetings with him and, um, the meetings were great. we launched. And then about a month and a half in, he had some, um, stuff that he was going on with him and he just kind of had to, you know, like hang out for a bit and do his own thing. So I kind of took cloud nine over and, um, just kind of made like what I could out of it. And, um, I'm so excited. We're developed. We've, I think we've developed like over like 15 or 16 artists within like the past two years. Um, we just like signed on three this month, which is so exciting, especially during a time where money isn't coming in for musicians right now. Mm -hmm. Like I love seeing these musicians wanting to, um, kind of like take control of the situation and move forward as much as they can during this time. It's so like empowering and like so motivating to see other artists, especially um, the ones that we we talk to a lot do that. Um, a lot of our artists are artists that have just started out in the industry and just need their foot their feet in. And it's so fun working with them. Um, we go a lot through the like the business side of artist development, a lot through, you know, how to book your own tours, how to just book a few local shows, um, getting your branding all set, you know, why branding is important, social media tools and tips and all of that. Um, but we also just started partnering up with Darcy Productions, um, who is um, Brandon Darcy. He is from Nashville and he's actually from um, the Boston area, which is originally when I'm from. So when he reached out to me, I was like, oh my gosh, we're both from Boston. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but we're excited to be working with him. So now we have a producer on our team um, that we're able to get our artists to, um, which is so exciting to just be able to continue to provide everything that an artist needs right there in, in one company um so we're really excited about that that's awesome and do you do all of this virtually do you just work with people in the nashville area or all over the world how does that how does that work um so for us we tried kind of doing an all over the world thing but then found that the time change can be super tricky mm -hmm. um that was like our essentially our main goal so we do the u.s and canada and we've had um two canadian artists so far which is so cool to say that like we get to work with people like outside of the united states i personally get super hype about that like i'm like let's go um <laughs> it's a little it's the little things in life um but we also work with artists like all over the u.s i have artists in nashville and new england back home i've worked with artists in minnesota texas la we've worked kind of with artists all over the map 
Oh, it's so cool. I love what you're doing. I think um, supporting and educating new artists and not even new artists, but an artist at any stage of their career, I don't think it's ever too late to learn something new. And I think yeah. that's changed so much that to have a team to work beside that can help guide you and navigate through the ever-changing ways of social media or marketing or the way tours are being planned or, you know, and especially now everything's so different that, that it's yeah. great. No, for sure. And I think that's like the big thing for me is like, I never stop learning. I never want to stop learning. I have my own team. And when I stepped into this industry, I was very lucky enough to have a mentor to kind of like lead, like guide me a little bit, but like not everyone has that opportunity. And that's kind of what I realized. And I wanted um, cloud nine to essentially be that mentor or team for like, for these people. Like I wanted them to, you know, feel like they have people backing them up even when, you know, the whole world doesn't. Um, it's so important just to have that support, like, you know, within your artistry. It's so important. Absolutely. No, I think that's great. So you're a busy girl. What do you, what do you do when you're not doing music or running cloud nine? <laughs> I hate this question so much. Everyone always asks it's this like question. me, then you just nothing, nothing else. <laughs> I mean, like I literally am just like cloud nine and music all the time. Um, yeah. but I do like, I do work out in the morning. Um, on Sundays, I'm a church and football girl. You will see my sassy Patriot posts every Sunday on Instagram. People <laughs> always come at me in the comments and the Patriots won yesterday. So everyone in the comments, Everyone in the comments, they all got to watch out. And I, it was so funny. I'm like, stay humble, y'all. It was it was so funny. I love interacting with my fans and getting to know what, you know, they like to do. And, like, the football thing has been such a cool way to connect with them. You know, it's, like, taking a love that I, like, love and, like, kind of putting, like, getting to know my fans through that way. It's so cool. I always have, like, Bills fans and Giants fans and – um like Steelers fans and um, Titans fans, which I've been paying attention to the Titans more often because I can't see the Patriots all the time when I'm down here. Um, so it's like, it's just kind of been cool being able to relate through that. Um, but that's like essentially like when I'm not working, that's what I do. And then I just kind of hang out, you know, like chill, listen to music. Like it sounds so like unentertaining, but no, whenever I get a second to chill, I just chill. That's perfect. I think chilling is a very vital part of life. What would you say your top three artists are that you're listening to on your Spotify or iTunes, whatever you listen to? I listen to Taylor Swift on the daily. Yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> like I'm old stuff or new stuff. Um, both. <laughs> I'm definitely more into her old stuff, like as a whole, but folklore, I am so into the stories that she tells the way that she writes. I've been just like, so like attached to folklore. I love it. Yeah. It's great. Um, Another, man. Um, oh, there's actually this new artist that I my friend introduced me to yesterday. I have to look up the name of them. Um, and I heard them, and I've been listening to them nonstop over the tw past 24 hours. Oh, cool. Um, they're called Music Travel Love, and they do more of a cover-like thing. They do a lot of covers. Um, if you know, like, Voice Avenue, like, the YouTube-like yeah. band, um, they do a lot of that. But it all sounds, like weirdly sounds like Christmas music and it's so calming. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird. Um, so I definitely oh. recommend them. Um, and I'm trying to think, um, I've been like listening to like a lot of like Taylor Acorn a lot. Um, I love Taylor Acorn. Um, I don't even know. I think that those are probably my top three. Top that three. That's great. No, I always love listening or listening to new things and hearing what other people are listening to. Cause it's easy to get kind of stuck in what, what you're listening to. Right. It just goes on routine. Yeah. Um, so it's always good to have, 
have new things to listen to and check out. Yes. When you're songwriting, do you have any specific influences or ways that you like to songwrite or any standout songwriting tips that you have? Oh, man. Um, songwriting has like been actually a really big struggle for me. And I always like, like to explain this because I think when a lot of people come into the industry, they think, oh, I have to be a songwriter. I have to be good at it. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> um, I am a perfect example of that. Um, I... I've used songwriting more of a coping mechanism rather than like a, like a work thing. Mm -hmm. um, I do definitely go into co-writes when I do need new music and I do definitely um, focus a lot on co-writing, but I found um, like sitting down and being able to write my own songs more of a coping mechanism because it allows me to be vulnerable. And like, I think the best songs are the ones that I don't force. Mm -hmm. um, so whether that's writing five times a month or that's writing 30 times a month, it, for me, it's really just something that has to come to me. I can't just be like, sit down and say, okay, let's write a song. Um, I think one thing that has helped me a lot is just like journaling. Mm -hmm. um, songwriting is a really big struggle for me. Journaling has helped me so much. And I get like so much out of journaling because I'm able to like just turn like a small like sentence into like this like metaphoric thing, um, which is cool. But I think just, you know, if, if you're someone who like just started songwriting um, or you're someone who struggles with songwriting, I think the best thing to do is not force it and just journal if anything, like even if it's 15 minutes every single day, just journal. Yeah, I really like what you said, how you don't have to be a songwriter to be in the music industry. I think that's very important because songwriting can be very overwhelming and it can really bring up like thoughts like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not like doing enough or all these things. But being a songwriter is a whole career in itself. So it's very different than being a performer and an artist, right? yeah no it really is and I think that's the one thing that I had and I think I still every now and then beat myself about it I'm like oh my god like that person's so talented I want to write like them like why can't I do that and then I kind of go back and I remember okay let's like this is your end goal and if you can add these little things that's great but like don't beat yourself up over it like these are things that you can practice and you can learn from people and you can grow on so yeah well said I love that well I'd love to hear you play if you're if you're ready yeah yeah all right um, so the first song I'm going to do, um, I wrote with my friend Roger Hagopian, who's actually from New England. Um, he was like the person who kind of taught me to songwrite. Um, and by like taught me, I mean, like he just sat, like continued to sit down with me and like bring up ideas and just like really have patience with me, um, within like writing a song and kind of introduced me to like that whole world of songwriting, which has honestly like been such a blessing to just have had him in my life at that time and stuff like that. Um, and this one is called Whiskey in the Twilight. It's just like a little fun summer song that we wrote. I'm someone who has gone through like way too many summer flings and so we just wrote about them <laughs> whiskey in the twilight i like that yeah rendezvous after midnight under the broken street light when i close my eyes i still see you We've got 93 summer nights, one hour till sunrise. Take a shot of Jack and I'll take two. Cause we're running forwards, walking backwards. And every night, I come to you. 
in summertime again <laughs> okay good that is the total vibe we were going for well, it worked i was like in a small town beach town <laughs> summertime <laughs> yes i grew up in like a little people are like there's country in new england yes there's a lot of country in new england um and when i wrote this song i like kind of just pictured like what like my summers kind of looked like and like what um like small town living was kind of like, and I like kind of was able to collaborate all of that in, which is cool. Yes. Yeah. I love that, uh, that state. It's a beautiful place. And Boston is just one of my favorite cities. I love oh, it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I definitely miss it a lot, but I, I think there's like so much from New England that has made me who I am over the years that sometimes it kind of hurts going back. And like, I've really found a home within Nashville, which it stinks because that's where my family is. But like, I'm also so blessed that I've been able to like find another home. Yeah, totally. And to have that option to go back, right? You can. Yes. You have two yeah, homes. Yes. Expanding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What other song do you have for us today? All right. So I was originally going to do a cruising and then I was like, I kind of want to dig a little deeper than cruising. Um, so I think I'm going to do this song that I wrote, um, but like two months after I moved down here with my friend, Allie Keck. Um, and we kind of just like, I was going through kind of a, um, a friendship breakup with a very close friend of my, um, the girl who was a very close friend of mine. And I just felt like I was like walking on glass and I just didn't really want to be in that situation. And when I brought it up, it, you know, it didn't bring out, very pretty sides of I think either of us um but for me it was more like you know I can't walk on eggshells anymore but also like I'm not gonna say f you like I really do wish the best for you um so this is called wishing you the best oh. 
This is the non-explicit version. <laughs> no song, no line. You were never the chasing kind. Big hair, good times. Wearing heels a little too high. And we owned that bar. Thinking one day we'd be the stars. And now I watched your life burn out my burn bright. And I had to decide if you were worth your pride. Go on, draw the line. Paint me as a bad guy. Um, I love the line, paint me as the bad guy. Go ahead, draw the 
the line painting as the bad guy, but I'll be throwing water on the fire. I think that's such a great, great line. It just really paints a picture of what's happening. Yeah. I think for me, it was like, I was trying to just like go my own separate way. Um, and like this person wasn't letting me, they wanted to keep like lighting the fire and they like wanted to keep, you know, talking about me behind my back. And then like, I found out like literally through social media and I was like, stop, like, I just want to like, I, like, I know that you're super pissed at me right now. Like I get it, but like, I still want the best for you. Like, can we just please like, just like separately go our own ways, like call, like call it like a, like, can I raise a white flag? Like something. And I just like, I was just continued to be, painted as the bad guy and not only like was it behind my back but it wasn't because I was seeing it through social media and I think that's where that line kind of like that whole kind of chorus came from yeah I love that but I hate that how social media makes it so much easier to be cruel to people if you will and just it is. the younger generation just with bullying and all of those it crazy is. things like it I is it's, it's crazy and I think that's something that kind of touches touches home for me because that's something that I, I don't talk about often because I feel like a lot of artists have the same, oh, like I was bullied in like grade school, whatever going up. But like, it is important to like, to bring it up that it just like doesn't happen after grade school. Like it does happen like in, like in the real world, like when you're an adult, like it does, I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've seen my friends just be harassed and bullied by like other girls and guys and, and like, the group chats that have been so nasty and it, it like it, it hurts me to see it and it hurts me to go through like can have to continue to go through it but I always go back to like we're always able to rise above it and learn from it and just like take it as like experience you know yeah I think that's a great way to look at it just rise above because yeah part of it and fighting back is never going to going to help it's adding fuel to the fire, not putting water on the fire if you will exactly, right? so, exactly. yeah it's tricky it's just be kind to people. I mean, being cool doesn't, doesn't make your life better. Yeah. And I think, I think especially in the music industry where, um, what I, from my experience, and I don't think not necessarily, I don't, I don't know if all artists have experienced this, but from mm -hmm. my experience, I've seen so much of like, this person's cooler. So I'm going to go hang out with them and, you know, follow what they do. And when in reality, it's like, I mean, they might, they might look cool, but like at the end of the day, it's like, how are they actually treating you as a human? You know, is that something that's going to help you. And I know that this, you know, this industry is all about networking and finding your connections, but mm -hmm. sometimes you've got, got to kind of take a step back from that and say, okay, but like who really has my best interests at heart? It's so true. It's so true. I would say some great advice is look around your circle right now and who lights you up, who makes you feel like the best version of you. And those are the people you want to make sure you're spending your time with and giving yes. energy to you. Yes. I always, I always tell people it's great to have like a smaller circle of friends that like are really great towards you. I think, especially, like I said, like in an industry where, you know, you kind of, you want to be at least acquaintances with everyone. You really do have to find like your core group that is going to help you and like lift you up. And, and I unfortunately like still have not found, I have like a few groups here and there that like, I like, I love to hang out with and stuff. And I have a few friends that like mean the world to me but like I still haven't found that group yet and it really does take a little while but like yeah. at least knowing that you have one or two friends that are there to like lift you up and support you like through every step of the way is honestly just so motivating it is motivating and even if they're not in the same city right it's just that's the beautiful thing with technology like my core group is kind of spread all over the place and it's lovely when you can just pick up your phone after not talking to somebody for a few months and just chat with them like you just yeah. Yeah. Them. So keep those people around. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, for sure. I agree.
Oh, I love this. Well, on the topic of advice, I always love to close these sessions with the question, if you had one message to share with the world, what would that be? Oh my gosh. Oh, you got the emotions running with that one. I'm like already <laughs> almost like in tears. Oh, I love life. I have this, like this whole like quarantine thing has made me like appreciate and love life so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, like just live every day to your fullest. Like, even if you can only put 50% of that in, put 100% of that, like 50% in, like live every day. Like it is like, it is literally your last. And it doesn't matter if that means taking new risks, if it means just working hard. Like there are so many people who, who don't get the opportunity to do some of the things that we have the opportunity to do in life. And I just feel so fortunate to be able to do that. And I always just tell people like, especially in this industry, like you don't understand how many people wish they could do, like wish they had the confidence, wish they had the finances, wish they had whatever the drive to do like what you do. Like just take your passion and run with it because there are so many people that like just can't or don't know how to, or life gets cut short or whatever. Like just be so thankful for every single day, every day, every challenge, every opportunity, like just learn from it all and just, you know, just keep going. Well said. I like that a lot. It's very important to live Every day, because you're right, we don't know. We don't know what's tomorrow. We don't have any control over the plan. We just have control over today, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so love exactly. it. Love big. Be kind. Uh, oh, I love that. Well, it's been so great chatting with you. I love hearing your story and all that you do. I think it's very motivating and inspiring. So keep it up. And I cannot wait to hear what your new sound comes out. And uh, we'll make sure we share it with the world. Yes, I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the artist behind the music. Make sure to learn more about today's guests by visiting their links in the show notes. As always, we love to hear what you think about the show. So send us a message with any comments or future artist guest requests. To stay in touch and in the loop for all future shows, be sure to follow us on all your favorite social media platforms.